More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome in Christmas Eve. Eve is here. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. I am in solo today. Buck was in on Monday and Tuesday. I was in yesterday and today. Tomorrow, we will be off into uh, the, uh, the, the, the Christmas holiday season and into the new year. And we will have Michael Berry from our Houston affiliate, who does a fantastic job. He will be in to uh, bring all the latest news to you guys from uh, Christmas Eve into the new year. And then Buck and I will be back right after the beginning of the year. So you guys are aware of what's going on there. Buck is down soon to be down in the free state of Florida. I believe I will be spending more time in Florida during the holiday season as well. It's already down in Key West. I think I'll be up on the panhandle between Destin and uh, Destin and Panama City Beach. People tell me don't talk about how awesome it is on 30A because it just keeps getting more and more crowded down there. Uh, but we spend a lot of time in uh, Rosemary Beach and Alice Beach, which is absolutely fantastic. Easy drive for people from Nashville, Atlanta, Birmingham. Used to be called the Redneck Riviera. Now I'm kind of calling it the Hamptons of the South. Uh, people have a little bit more money to spend, and it is pretty fantastic. I think the best beaches in the continental United States, but don't go there. We're full. Uh, and we have got a lot to uh, to roll through today. Let me give you a little bit of a roadmap. We're going to be joined by Eric Schmidt, who is the Attorney General of Missouri and has been one of the foremost proponents in fighting COVID regulations. We'll also be joined by Alex Berenson, uh, his book out, Pandemia. He is also now suing Twitter after Twitter banned him for sharing inconvenient truths surrounding COVID and the outbreak there. So we got a bunch of different stories that I want to hit right off the top here and update you with the most significant, in my mind, stories that exist right now. We're also going to have a fun show because it is Christmas Eve Eve and the final show for either Buck or I before we move into the new year. So buckle up. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we'll even be soliciting directly your calls on a variety of different topics. But want to start here. The Supreme Court 
is going to hear two different challenges to Joe Biden's attempted COVID vaccine mandate. Uh, This is going to be a big deal. I believe it is significant that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear these cases. Now, I understand that a lot of you don't follow uh, many Supreme Court cases necessarily on an aggressive uh, timeline like I might or other people who are interested in particular aspects of cases. But let me sort of give you a read of why I think it's significant that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear both of these cases in early January. Um, what we had going on is, so without diving into the incredibly complex nature of procedural posture in courts, circuit courts on a federal level are the highest level courts beneath the Supreme Court. And so depending on what state you're in, for instance, I'm in Tennessee. I am a licensed attorney in Tennessee. We're a part of the Sixth Circuit. It involves us multiple different states are in the Sixth sixth Circuit. Southern, Texas, Louisiana, other states are in the Fifth Circuit. Well, the COVID vaccine mandates have made it to the circuit court level in the Fifth Circuit. And the Fifth Circuit ruling came out and said, we don't agree with Joe Biden's ability to implement these COVID vaccine mandates through OSHA for all employers with 100 or more people. We believe that he has uh, overreached constitutionally and he does not have the authority to mandate this as a president under a regulatory agency like OSHA. The Sixth Circuit, not the full Sixth Circuit, just a three-judge panel of the Sixth Circuit, disagreed with that Fifth Circuit opinion, and by a two-to-one judge verdict, they put back in place and said Joe Biden does have, right now, uh, the constitutional authority to implement this mandate. So where we are left now is the Supreme Court has come in and taken these conflicting circuit court opinions and said we are going to determine what the law is as it pertains to Joe Biden's vaccine mandates and i believe it is a really good sign that the supreme court has taken these cases i think it is very likely that they are going to follow the same sort of rubric that they did in the cases surrounding do you remember when the cdc was putting in place the eviction moratorium and the supreme court said no this extends beyond where the cdc's powers lie The regulatory agency is not able to have that expansive of an authority. And uh, and so they struck it down. And they also cited the fact that there would have been more legitimacy for that CDC decision if instead of it coming directly from the CDC by itself, if Congress had also authorized that uh, that mandate. And so why I think this is significant is and I kind of touched on this a bit in the past couple of weeks when the United States Senate voted 52 to 48 against Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. There now not only are United States courts that are saying this is unconstitutional under OSHA to attempt to do it. There now is a legislative body in the Senate that has said we reject Joe Biden's ability to implement this federal vaccine mandate for employers of over 100 employees. And so I believe this is really significant. I think if you read the tea leaves here, the Supreme Court is going to strike down Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. Now, so far, the Supreme Court has been more lenient 
when it comes to state and local regulations that are implemented by governors or mayors and uh, and or even universities. But I think the federal vaccine mandate being implemented under OSHA is going to be struck down. This is a significant detail that they have taken up this case. Uh, one way to think about it is, given the Sixth Circuit ruling, which was governing at the time, if the Supreme Court had not taken up this case, then the Sixth Circuit ruling as the highest court in the land that had ruled in that scenario would have continued to govern. A lot of times when courts take circuit court opinions and decide to rule upon them, they are inclined to overturn what the circuit court has done. Not to mention you have a split in circuit court authority where the Sixth Circuit said one thing, the Fifth Circuit said another. The Supreme Court effectively as the supreme law of the land likely feels a necessity of coming up with a rule and a policy and an opinion that can govern the entire country. So I wanted to mention that that is going on, that that is significant. Uh, Also, Omicron, the data that is coming out of Scotland, South Africa, England as well, is suggesting that it is not as dangerous as the Delta variant. This is really good news. For those of you out there who are uh, traveling for the holiday season, who have relatives that you might be concerned about, it appears that Omicron is more contagious but less dangerous than the Delta version of the COVID uh, virus that has been spreading since the summer widely in the United States. This could mean that the variants and the mutations in COVID are actually working in our favor. You hear a lot about, oh my goodness, this is really dangerous If you're not vaccinated, there's going to be more mutations. There's going to be more variants that come out. What usually happens, what often happens, based on my study, is that these viruses mutate and uh, and, and add new variations that tend to be less virulent as opposed to more virulent. And so now there's another hypothesis out there that one reason Omicron is not as dangerous is because we've got so much natural immunity and so many people vaccinated now. But the data reflects that hospitalizations, despite the number of people that might be infected with Omicron, and it has rapidly become the prevalent strain in the United States, it is replacing Delta, which is a more dangerous version of covid then it appears Omicron is going to be. So if you want some positive news rolling into the holidays, you're probably not going to hear a great deal of discussion about because everybody tends to focus on all of the negative and all of the danger as opposed to some positives. There are actually two really positive storylines out there uh, about COVID. One of them is that there now is a pill from Pfizer, which is going to be rapidly distributed and disseminated across the United States and around the world, which has a substantial impact after you've already gotten COVID in terms of helping to keep you out of the hospital. The other one is, again, data can change, and we'll talk about this with Alex Berenson in the third hour of the show, but data out of South Africa, data out of Scotland, and data out of England suggests that while Omicron may be more virulent, that is, it may spread easily, that it is actually far less dangerous to most people than the Delta version of COVID is, which would mean, theoretically, that this could be 
really kind of fantastic in terms of helping to spread herd immunity even more far, even further than it already is, while also simultaneously spreading it with a version of the virus that's far less likely to cause significant issues for the larger population, both in America and around the world. Again, those are early studies out of South Africa, out of England, out of Scotland, but they're all three telling the exact same story, which is Omicron spreads easier, but is actually less dangerous to everyone than the Delta version was. And now that Omicron has become the predominant strain of covid in this country it would suggest that as we move through the holiday season there are going to be a lot of people who don't feel well in not a significant way get sniffles get uh get a uh get just get it run down a little bit but actually that could be very helpful towards finally declaring to a large extent independence from covid even for left-wing mask-wearing idiots who have not looked at the data so all that is going on when we come back I want to hit you with Joe Biden. He was asked last night about whether he was going to run for president in 2024 and what he thought about running against Donald Trump again. We will discuss that. Also, Kamala Harris, she is upset with the media coverage that she is receiving. She says that she's being treated unfairly because she is a black woman, and that is why the media coverage has been so negative on her. Probably would be interesting to uh, a lot of white men, Mike Pence maybe, Sarah Palin, white woman, who could have or uh, were vice president and got absolutely savaged, not to mention Donald Trump's a white guy, probably the worst media coverage in the history of the United States. I don't think his race necessarily protected him there or his sex, but maybe Kamala Harris is right. Maybe she's being treated so poorly because she's a black woman. We'll talk about that as well. Loaded show for all of you. Appreciate you hanging out. I want to tell you, in the new year, will you be one of many giving your household budget some extra thought? Are there ways to save money, like reducing your mortgage payments? I got to tell you, no matter how many times we tell you, there's still a lot of people out there that don't actually check to see how much money you could be saving, either with a new mortgage or by refining. There's money to be saved, not just a small amount of money either, up to $1,000 a month, maybe $12,000 a year. How much difference could that make in your life? Only takes 10 minutes. How do you do it? Well, you can call American Financing at 800-777-8109. I want you to get your phones in your hand right now. Great holiday, great Christmas, great New Year's gift you can give to your family, saving $12,000 in a year. Again, I want you to call 800-777-8109. That's 800-777-8109. You can also visit AmericanFinancing.net, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Clay and Buck, inspired by Rush, the next generation, because it's just too important on the EIB Network. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, hour number two. Appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. Help us set an all-time record. For December, which I think we have a good chance of doing, even though we've got the holiday season. A lot of you are going to be out and about for Christmas and New Year's. We will have Michael Berry in for us starting tomorrow. Buck was in Monday, Tuesday. I'm in today and I mean today and yesterday. And we are joined now by the current Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt. Tough loss, by the way, last night for Mizzou against uh, Army. Last second field goal. Were you watching, Eric? I was. It was a tough loss. It's been kind of a up-and-down season. Uh, Drinkwitz, though, I think has got the program headed in the right direction, but you would have liked to have won that game last night, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a heck of a game. All right, so I want to thank you. You are helping to fight battles for a lot of people out there like me. Um, I'm obviously in the state of Tennessee. Back in August, I went and talked at my local school board before uh, Attorney General Schmidt. We knew that everybody who talked at their school board against masks was a domestic terrorist. Uh, I guess I am a domestic terrorist. Went and spoke out against it. What are you seeing on the ground level in Missouri as it pertains to masking in schools, as it pertains to what I believe is the unconstitutional vaccine mandate overall? What is the situation in Missouri? Yeah, and first of all, thanks for what you do, Clay. Honestly, I'm a big fan, and I think the the stands that you've taken on this are very important, and I think we have to fight back on all fronts. Uh, This is COVID tyranny, and I've been pretty outspoken about this. Um, You know, we're fighting on behalf of parents. Let's just talk about the local issues um, with mass mandates. We have taken on St. Louis County, for example, is the biggest county in the state. We sued them when they, you know, had a mass mandate in place and won and liberated a million people so they don't have to – you know, be forced to wear masks all day long. But these these petty tyrants are 
embedded in some, you know, school districts and local governments, and we're taking them all on. So, you know, I just fundamentally don't believe in the forced masking of our kids. And as you know, that's not backed up by data or science in the first place. Second of all, this has never been about that. It's about power and control, and they're never going to let it go. And so some of the stuff we were talking about, whether it's earlier this year, this summer, about, you know, they're just not going to let this thing go. They're not going to do it. I mean, they're, they're finding new reasons um, to continue their efforts to control people's lives, and we've got to push back. So we sent a cease and desist letters to 50 school districts. Many of them have now backed down. But, you know, come the beginning of the year, we're going to take them to court. These kids and parents should be able to make these decisions, not government bureaucrats. And I think we've got to fight it on every front. On the mat, on the vaccine mandates, Clay, there's, um, th- those cases are now moving. There's late-breaking news last night, and Missouri led the charge on this. So Missouri's the lead plaintiff on, on these cases, and certainly the CMS healthcare worker vaccine mandate. Those are going to be heard in front of the Supreme Court now on January 7th. So this stuff is coming to a head, and I think these are – Big important cases about what is the role of the administrative state, but more broadly than that, America's been the freest country in the history of the world. Are we going to remain that? Or are we going to descend into some dystopian biomedical security state? Which, by the way, they're not going to stop there either, Clay. You've already started to hear Joe Biden talk about the climate crisis, and we're at a tipping point. And they're going to use these emergency powers to dictate what people can drive and when they can drive. And watch, there'll be a midterm variant. I mean, these people are playing for keeps, and that's why we have to fight back at every turn. We're talking to Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt. You mentioned the Supreme Court and the hearings that they're going to have on January 7th. I opened up the show sort of putting on my lawyer hat and analyzing that. I took it as a very good sign that the Supreme Court has agreed to hear these cases based on what's happened in the Fifth Circuit and also in the Sixth Circuit. Are you cautiously optimistic as well, based on their decision to hear this case on these cases on January seventh? I am. I think it's it's always dangerous to be counting votes, but um, you know, we in the Eighth Circuit. If you notice, when these were filed, they were filed a number of different circuits. The Eighth Circuit is where Missouri sits. Missouri is the biggest state in the Eighth Circuit. You've got the Fifth and the Sixth. The OSHA mandates were all consolidated. The Eighth Circuit, we won on the on the. Uh, the healthcare worker mandate, and then the DOJ took it directly to the Supreme Court. So they want to hear both of those at the same time. Now, the federal contractor case is still out there. Um, the Supreme Court hasn't heard that one, but I think you're going to get a very good signal of where these are all headed on January 7th. Now, technically, there are motions for stay, right? So we've stayed this, uh, meaning it's been halted on the healthcare worker. The Sixth, the sixth Circuit said, now we're lifting that stay. Um, on the nationwide injunction that was out there. So all this stuff's coming to head in the next couple of weeks because those deadlines are looming. But here's the thing, and you know this as a lawyer, the truth of the matter is there's no constitutional authority or statutory authority anywhere to force the vaccination of tens of millions of Americans. The federal government doesn't have those kinds of general police powers. They don't. The federal government is a government of limited powers that the states agreed to. And by the way, securing the border happens to be one of those. But Certainly forcing the vaccination of, you know, 100 million Americans isn't one of them. And OSHA, by the way, on the private contract, on the private employer side of this, OSHA is in charge of making sure forklifts beep when they back up. You know, not this. This is breathtaking overreach. So it's about the vaccine mandate, but it's also about a larger issue. Our founders were very astute historians and students of human nature. They knew that tyrants 
and dictators try to accumulate power, right? That's it's sown into human nature. So what they did was they devised a government that spread that out. It dispersed it, right? You have separation of powers and checks and balances. The no one branch, no one person ever gets too powerful. And the reason for that is they were trying to protect individual liberty so that people can live their lives. They can pursue happiness, which is a very American concept. That's what this is all about. And that's why we have to fight so hard. And, and honestly, and we're talking to uh, Attorney General Eric Schmidt from Missouri, honestly, the Constitution matters more in times of crisis difficulty when there are great passions aroused than it does in times of great peace and tranquility. So if you're going to stand up for, as you said, separation of powers, I think it's significant that the Senate voted against Joe Biden's unconstitutional, in my opinion, vaccine mandate. This is the time when you would be standing up and need the Constitution and the people who defend it to speak the loudest, right? Exactly, because it's what's so unique about our system and why it's celebrated and we should celebrate it, right, is that it's a structural safeguard. It is a... It is a it is a wall to protect what, you know, somebody wants to do like Joe Biden, right, who wants to just he thinks people should have to go do this. Well, there's a process by which even if that's what you wanted to do, Congress ought to be voting on this stuff. And so beyond just the vaccine mandates, I think these cases can stand for a larger proposition, right, which is, you know, as I talk to farmers and ranchers in southeast Missouri or northwest Missouri, one of them told me, Look, I never voted for the deputy undersecretary of the EPA, Yeah. right? But the fact is, whoever that person is, and most people don't have no idea who that is, if they issue a, a rule or some sort of guidance, it affects that person's livelihood. We have to pull away from this idea that these unelected folks who are not accountable to the voters, right, because we the people are the sovereign, they're not accountable. We've got to pull away from that and put more power back in the Article One branches, which is what the founders always intended. And again... That's why these cases are so important. They're important because people shouldn't be forced to do this by the government and people should be able to make their own decisions. But it's also about this breathtaking scope of power that they want OSHA to have or CMS to have or pick your alphabet soup agency. So there's much larger issues at play here. And by the way, we're fighting that kind of federal overreach, but also at the local level. I mean, we're pushing back. We're suing Springfield Public School District because they're failing to disclose CRT materials. You have to have people who are willing to go and fight for this stuff because I really believe that the, our, our republic is at stake. And I don't mean that it's hyperbole. I mean, you look and see what's happening in Congress. The Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court. They want to add states to the union. They want to federalize elections. What is that all about? It's about power and control. What are these mandates about? Power and control. So we have to fight back in a system that's supposed to broadly spread out that power. So, again, individuals, we are the first country in the history of the world to believe in individual rights, that our rights come from God, and government's role should just be to secure those rights, to protect those rights, not bulldoze those rights. The the Supreme Court cases are going to be heard on January 7th. Uh, I believe Joe Biden has pushed back the effective start date of his mandates to early February. When do you think we will have a ruling from the Supreme Court if the cases are being heard on January 7th? Do you have any uh, idea or indication when we might have a resolution on this? It's a good question, because typically in these kinds of cases, you would have a tolling, right? Or you'd have a kind of a pause, even though, um, for example, on the OSHA mandate, that's early February. The government can start fining folks January 10th, early January. I think that's the date. So 
I would expect that the Supreme Court, after those hearings on the 7th, would rule pretty quickly on whether or not they're stayed, meaning whether or not they're halted. Now, there'll be a final ruling on the merits somewhere down the road, but that will give you a very, very good indication of how they feel about this, whether they're constitutional or not. Has there ever been a statutory authorization for OSHA, by the way, to go do this? Now, I think the answer is clearly there isn't, there hasn't been, um, but we're going to find out on the 7th, and I think they'll rule pretty quickly. All this stuff is coming to a head. We fully expect that the Supreme Court ultimately weigh in on this because, number one, these are big issues. I think we may have lost him right there at the end, but he's doing a fantastic job. I want to thank the Attorney General of Missouri, Eric Schmidt, for joining us as we get closer and closer to what is going to be a major battle in the Supreme Court on January 7th over whether or not Joe Biden has the power under OSHA to have these unconstitutional vaccine mandates. We will continue uh, to uh, to break all this down and more. Want to open up your phone lines. You might have questions based on this conversation. Uh, 1-800-282-2882. We usually have open line Fridays. We'll have open line Thursdays instead. Reminder, we are scheduled to be joined by Alex Berenson, uh, who has done a fantastic job analyzing the COVID data. He is now suing Twitter after they kicked him off of Twitter. A fascinating lawsuit there. Big discussion from he and I coming over the latest data on Omicron, vaccine mandates, and more. That will be at the top of the third hour of the show. In the meantime, a lot of you out there need a little bit of a caffeine kick to get through the day and I got to tell you, the best place to get that is Black Rifle Coffee. They are fueling this show. The founders listen to this show every day. They absolutely love it. I drink Black Rifle Coffee every day. They're a veteran-owned coffee company serving premium coffee to people who love America. It's more than a business to people at Black Rifle Coffee. It's a passion. Founder and CEO Evan Hafer, he's a U.S. Special Ops veteran who's known for making coffee everywhere, anywhere, including when he was serving overseas in Afghanistan. Nothing better than starting your day with America's coffee. I do it every day. You can figure out what the right flavor is for you. All you have to do is go to blackriflecoffee.com slash clay today and check out the best coffee in America. They will make your holiday shopping easy, personalized bundles, gifted subscriptions, the coffee club, gift cards, a whole lot of premium coffee apparel and gear. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash clay with the promo code clay. Gets you 20% off coffee apparel and gear as well as 20% off your first month of the coffee club. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash clay. 20% off your first month of the coffee club. Sign up today. New voices, same message. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I put up a poll today, and it was controversial. Going to share it with you as we get closer to Christmas. It is Christmas Eve Eve. I'm going to spend Christmas Eve Eve with my family watching the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans Thursday night football game here in Nashville. And may also be watching, I guarantee you, at least parts of all four of these movies. 
So I put up my four favorite Christmas movies, and it has provoked an absolute battle royale inside of the uh, the comments section. You can follow me on Twitter, at Clay Travis. You can go vote in this poll. I put up this poll about five hours ago. 32,000 of you have voted so far. I said, what's your favorite Christmas movie? So you can weigh in in the comments. I'm going to allow you to weigh in, obviously, on the phone as well if you think that I am totally blowing my list here, which some of you may do and may believe. 1-800-282-2882. Your reaction and your argument for or against what I am about to share. In no particular order, these are my four favorite Christmas movies. The way that I would define my favorite Christmas movies is... When they come on, you know, if I'm walking through the house in the Christmas season and one of my kids is watching it or one of my relatives is watching it, will I stop, maybe sit down and watch at least five or ten minutes of the movie? All four of these, the answer is yes. All right. A Christmas story came out in 1983 Usually, I think TBS does a Christmas story marathon. I absolutely love Ralphie and his pursuit of his little red rider, BB gun. I love everything about this movie. Set in 1950s, if I believe I am correct, Cleveland. The, uh, everything about that, that movie to me is a work of art. Every little different segment. I love every aspect of it. I loved it as a kid. And now I love it as a parent. It's one of those great movies that you can age with where early on when you're a kid and you remember watching it, you see it through the eyes of the kids and it's well done and you enjoy it. And then as you get older, you start to see it through the eyes of the parents because you have your own kids. I'm sure for all of these movies that can be true where you can experience everything. And one of the great things about aging and why I think with aging you have more wisdom is because you can see it through the eyes of everyone, right? In theory, by the time you're grandma or grandpa, you can see Christmas through the eyes of the kids because you can remember what it was like to be a kid for Christmas. You can see it through the eyes of the teenagers, college-age kids, 20-somethings, and then also from the parents' perspective, and then finally from the grandparents' perspective, you have seen it all. You can see it through everybody's eyes. Christmas story. One of my four on the list. Home Alone. Now, they just did Home Alone, like kind of a recap. And I think it was on, was it on Netflix? or what? I watched it with my boys. Where they had Buzz, who was the big brother. And by the way, Buzz just got arrested uh, in real life. The big brother, if you watched Home Alone, that was bullying Kevin McAllister, who is the kid who gets left Home Alone. And I know there are monster plot issues with Home Alone that become more glaring and more readily apparent as you age yourself, and you think, I don't know really that I buy that this kid would have ever been home alone for very long at all. Certainly in a modern technological age, it's hard to believe, because he would have had an iPad, Uh, but maybe an iPhone. Uh, But Home Alone is on my list. Christmas Vacation. Uh, The original Vacation movie, European Vacation, also great. They brought in two brand-new kids and made them kids again. Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo is absolutely phenomenal. Cousin Eddie, 
the lights, Christmas vacation is absolutely incredible. And then Allie on our staff, this was her favorite. My kids love it. The Will Ferrell elf movie. Those are the four that I think are the best. Okay. I understand that my list may be a bit younger than other people's lists because I'm 42 and all of these movies are around, especially A Christmas Story, Home Alone, and Christmas Vacation, the 1980s. I think Christmas Vacation was 1990, if I'm not mistaken, or close to it. These are movies that I grew up watching myself. And then Elf, obviously, is a more recent vintage movie. Uh, those num- Again, there was a massive battle royale in the comments with people fighting it out over what their favorite is. Christmas Vacation dominated the votes in the 32,000 people who voted in this, uh, in this, uh, of those four. Christmas Vacation, followed by Home Alone, followed by Elf, followed by A Christmas Story, was the perspective of the voters themselves. Uh, I am curious what you all would say. Have a little bit of fun on Christmas Eve Eve with the movies that you would suggest. I will take your calls when we return. The phone number, 800-282-2882. And then when we come back, at the top of the third hour, we're going to go from Christmas fun to the Prince of Darkness in many ways himself, Alex Berenson, who is going to share with us the latest COVID data. I guarantee you this will be a good conversation. Let me go ahead and tell you this, too, by the way. If you're going to be with your friends and family, and you've been listening to The Clay and Buck Show, and maybe they're not familiar with this show, or maybe they listen to Rush sometimes, but uh, they hadn't really had the time. Everybody's been crazy 2021 to listen in the last six months uh, since we have come on and since Rush passed in February. I want you to share with them the conversation that I will have with Alex Berenson because I think it will be smarter, more detailed, more nuanced, and will feature more overall analysis of what the current COVID situation is than you will find virtually anywhere else in media. Okay, Why is that significant? Because the way that we win is by expanding our audience. Right, The diehards are committed, but there are a lot of reasonable people out there that want to be on Team Sanity but just don't know how to get there. You're going to be with your friends and family over the holidays. This third hour that is coming up, the beginning conversation with Alex Berenson, I'm going to challenge you guys to share it with people that you believe are open to being on our team, not even focusing on Democrats, Republicans, or independents. I'm just breaking it down right now as the sane and the insane. We are on Team Sanity on this show every single day. At the top of the third hour, I'm going to tell you, we are going to have a really in-depth, robust, intelligent conversation about the latest data surrounding COVID. And I want you guys to help spread that audience to people who should be a part of Team Sanity. But we'll take your calls, much less serious things, Christmas movies, and fun when we come back in the next segment. In the meantime... 
it's the end of the year, and that means big savings on some of the items you really want to try for yourself. Tommy John's got brand new underwear, loungewear, and pajamas, and it's a great gift for not only yourself, but for everyone out there as well. Because when you start the year wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable, so you can do everything better. Tommy John's loungewear fabrics made to fit really comfortably, soft tri-blend using fabrics that allow for a four-way stretch experience, and just once, boom, you'll become a repeat purchaser. It's that comfortable. With over 17 million pairs sold, thousands of five-star reviews, people love their Tommy Johns. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. We're two of them. Plus, gear all gets the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. Right now, sign up. Get 20% off your first order at TommyJohn.com slash Clay. That's TommyJohn.com slash Clay for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Clay. See site for details. Your antidote to the cancel culture. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. My thanks to Alex Berenson, who is always fantastic. Encourage you to read as I am. 
His book, Pandemia, How Coronavirus Hysteria Took Over Government, uh, Our Government Rights and Lives. Um, and I'm curious to see how his lawsuit against Twitter will go. It's a bit interesting indeed that he's suing under a California state law and the interplay there of federal and state law will be a massive part of what ends up happening in that case as it pertains also to what's going on with COVID. Um, we talked started off the show talking about the Supreme Court going to be hearing the case on Biden's vaccine mandates on January 7th. You heard uh, the details there from Alex, at least based on what's coming out of South Africa, Scotland and England. There is reason for optimism that Omicron, while it is going to spread widely and is going to have a great deal of uh, of people testing positive for covid, it's obviously, at least based on the early data, far safer than Delta and uh, and could lead to a rapid, hopefully uh, uh, more rapid end to all the covid hysteria. So uh, we will continue to discuss that, by the way. But Joe Biden, in his conversation with ABC News, David Muir last night, also said that there is the possibility that you will need a fourth covid shot, another booster after the third booster. And I think we told you that that was likely on this show because Israel is already doing it for people who are ages 60 and up. So if you got the double vax. And then you got the booster, and then you're going to have the booster of the booster. And I don't know when it's effectively going to end, but that is for different uh, virus COVID vaccine and vaccine in quotation mark treatments. Uh, by the way, as we were in the commercial break, I know many of you have been following the Kim Potter case. She is the Minnesota police officer who meant to pull her taser and instead pulled out a gun and shot and killed a motorist she has been found guilty of manslaughter in minnesota that just came uh, down they just officially announced those verdicts during our commercial break so if you've been following the kim potter case uh the jury there finding her guilty of both i believe first and second degree manslaughter she will face years in prison over those verdicts coming down from a jury during our commercial break. Uh, as we come up on the end of the 2020-2021 year for Buck and I, I want to just talk with you a little bit about what the experience of the first six months has been like for both Buck and I being able to be with you guys for uh, 12 to 3 every single day. And it's kind of the way I wanted to close out the show. Buck was on with you Monday and Tuesday. I'm with you today uh, and yesterday. We're going to have Michael Barry in for Christmas Eve. I know a lot of you have still have to work. A lot of you are still going to be wanting to get a daily update of what's going on. We're going to have a best of on Christmas Day for you guys. And then next week, Michael Barry will be in. Buck and I will be back soon. But Allie, uh, who does great work with our staff, uh, and, and I want to thank all the staff uh, because when Rush passed, people had an opportunity to leave and go do many other different things. And almost the entire behind-the-scenes staff that had been working with Rush for a long time, they all stayed with us. And we knew how important and how big the shoes were that we were trying to fill. In fact, Buck said it well, I thought, in a recent profile that was done of us, where he said, you know, 
there was a recognition from our boss, Julie Talbot, that any one person trying to fill Rush's shoes was going to be incredibly difficult to do, uh, which is why each of us have tried to take one shoe. And I got, and Allie, if you want to send this to me again, I thought it was really well said. One of the VIPs reached out to us and uh, and sent a message about what the uh, what the experience for her had been listening to this show. And it was incredibly, I thought, gratifying to kind of put into perspective what she was saying about the experience that she had with uh, with the show. And I've put Allie on the spot now, and I can see her rushing through her phone to make sure she sent it. She sent it to me. But what I want you guys to know is Buck and I consider it to be an incredible privilege to talk to you every single day. I started doing radio, local Nashville sports talk radio. In fact, some of you listening to us on our local Nashville affiliate, 1510 AM, 98.3 FM, started listening to me 10, 15 years ago on local sports talk radio, and now you listen to me here. And people said, when I decided to make the move, what in the world are you thinking leaving sports And the reason that I wanted to come and be able to talk to you guys every day is I love sports. Rush loves sports. Many of you listening to me right now love sports. I'm excited, as I said earlier, to watch tonight's Thursday night NFL game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Tennessee Titans. Sports are always going to be a big part of my life. But they don't really matter. They don't matter in the grand scheme of the world very often at all. A team's going to win. A team's going to lose can be happy or sad based on what happens there. But what matters in our country right now, for me as a dad of a 13 and 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, is seismically, massively important. And what I'm so gratified by in the first six months that we've been able to talk to you guys is I really do believe that Buck and I, through the platform that Rush helped to establish are winning a lot of battles for sanity on a day-to-day basis. And I got this uh, message from an EIB VIP that Allie forwarded to me, and I thought she summed it up really well, and I just want to read it to you guys as a way of saying thank you, thank you to her, but also to you guys. And here's the message that she just sent, I believe, today, And Allie just forwarded it to me during the show, and I read it during one of our commercial breaks, and I want to say thank you to her for sending this. This is from Susan and Al. Uh, Hello, Clay and Buck. I want to thank you and congratulate you for doing a fantastic time carrying on the EIB tradition of Rush Limbaugh. My husband and I have listened to Rush for the 33 years he was on the air. Needless to say, like millions of other Rush friends, we were so saddened and devastated when Rush passed away last February. He truly was the greatest of all time, an encouragement and inspiration to us all, and a friend we could listen to each day. You both have done an amazing job continuing Rush's fight for all that's good about the USA. I think it was brilliant to not have one person but two step into Rush's shoes. And the fact that you are a younger generation is sheer brilliance because you are appealing to the younger generation of conservatives. Our son is 34, 
and has always been conservative, but he rarely listened to Rush because he had heard too much of the mainstream media disparaging him. One day recently, he said to me, have you heard Clay and Buck? They are fantastic and are perfect for my generation. He listens to your podcast so he can hear you when it's convenient. He even set your podcast up on my phone. But I'm able to listen to you live, so rarely use it, LOL. We love everything about your show, from your commentary to your guest. You both make a great team and make your listeners feel like they're right there with you, just like Rush did. And we love the fact that you both continue to give a daily salute to Rush. He will never be forgotten. And you are giving us all hope and encouragement. The best is yet to come in the USA. Thank you, and God bless you both, Susan and Al. Thank you to Susan and Al. I mean, I think that is just so perfectly well said. That's what Buck and I are trying to do for all of you guys every single day. And uh, and so far in the first six months, I know I'm speaking for Buck as well, we couldn't be happier to be able to speak to you guys every single day. So we got one more segment, early Merry Christmas. We'll come back, we'll put a bow on the first six months of the Clay and Buck Show. Excited for you guys to be able to experience Michael Berry. So we go to break, I want to tell you about our friends Mike Lindell. He's the inventor of my pillow, and he and his team have fit us for our own pillows and introduced us to their ever-growing list of incredible products. You can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. The pillows won't go flat. You can wash and dry them constantly. Most importantly, they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike's offering his my pillows. Yes, the ones that started it all for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard my pillow for $19.98, originally $69.98. It's a $50 savings with the promo code Clay and Buck. Plus, Mike is also extending his money back guarantee trial until March 1st of next year. And right now, you can get hooked up. All you have to do is enter the promo code Clay and Buck or call 800-792-3269 for these great radio specials. And you can get hooked up and you should do it today. Go to MyPillow.com, use the code Clay and Buck, and we come back close out the 2021 calendar season and wish you guys all a Merry Christmas. I'm Clay Travis and this is the Clay and Buck Show. Time slot on loan from Rush. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Final segment of 2021. I want you to know Michael Berry is going to be sitting in as a guest host for us starting tomorrow. We'll have a best of for you on Christmas Day. Buck and I will be back right after the first of the year. I believe January 3rd. Is that right? Um, I think I'm going to go down to Florida. Not sure 100% how everything is going to shake out. My wife is in charge of all scheduling issues in my house. And uh, as many people out there know, as a husband, you're sort of the uh, the least important member of the family, as I've said on the Travis family power ranking scale. Uh, I am uh, in last place behind both cats and all three boys. Um, and so uh, so I don't make a lot of all the decisions that are going on. So we'll see exactly how all of that ends up shaking out. Um, but this is going to be really interesting to see. As we roll into 2022, I know that 2021, for so many of you out there listening, has been an incredibly difficult year uh, with all that has gone on for a variety of different reasons, both business-wise, personal, professional, so many different challenges. But I feel like 
we started to see sanity returning in a big way in November. I feel like the story of 2021 in terms of moving into 2022 is what happened in Virginia. I believe, and I am a wild optimist, I really do believe that things are always going to get better. And I believe that if you look at American history, sanity typically prevails. Benjamin Franklin said, passions govern and they never govern wisely. We have allowed social media passions to govern our country for much of the past several years. Then we combined it with a once in a hundred year pandemic and our response to it has been a disaster. But I believe every single day there are more people signing up for team logic, for team reality, and for team sanity. And I know that many of you out there listening to this show are fervent believers in all three of those things. And I think the great masses of Americans are going to rise up in 2022 as we saw them rise up at the end of 2021. And I believe we are going to see a red tide, the likes of which we may have never seen before in the history of this country. And I believe many of the people supporting that red tide are going to terrify Democrats. Because I think what you're going to see in 2022 across this country as a red tide sweeps is you are going to see white, black, Asian, and Hispanic people at levels that you have never seen before taking up arms to defend the traditional values of America by running to the ballot box and supporting the idea of American exceptionalism and excellence. And that is going to be the overriding story of the entirety of 2022. And so while 2021 was an incredible challenge and it followed on the back of 2020, which was also an incredibly difficult year, I know that a lot of you feel like the last 18 months, 19, 20 months or so have lasted 10 or 15 years, but I believe we are seeing the dawn. We are seeing the emergence of a new bastion of American sanity. And if you think, as I do, that Joe Biden is Jimmy Carter 2.0, remember what followed Jimmy Carter, the Reagan Revolution. We are poised, and what did the Reagan Revolution do? It restored American exceptionalism and excellence to this country. And Reagan was wildly popular because... He believed that America was the greatest country that's ever existed in the history of the world. Right now, the Democratic Party, at its core, believes that America is an evil, racist, sexist, awful place. Americans don't believe that. Americans know that if you study history, there has never been a freer and better country in the history of the world than the United States. Individual elections can be wrong, but the overall trajectory of American life is embracing our own exceptionalism and our own excellence and not running from the challenges before us, which is why I believe that 2022 is poised to be one of the greatest years for those of us who value freedom and honesty and truth and justice that we have ever seen in the history of this country. 
And that is where we are headed. And I think from 2022, it's going to head right into 2024 and another shellacking. And the Democratic Party founded on the idea of defunding the police and everything is racist and America is a fundamentally awful place is going to give up the ghost and be destroyed. That is where we are headed. And that, my friends, is why I hope all of you will join us come January 3rd when we embark upon what I believe is going to be one of the greatest years in the history of America. And we'll be with you for three hours every single day along that ride. In the meantime, you've got Michael Berry to close out the rest of 2021. I want all of you to have very Merry Christmases and have tremendous times with your friends and family. I don't want you to listen to Dr. Fauci at all when he says isolate and leave behind members of your family that might disagree with you. I say bring them into the fold, welcome them with kindness, and celebrate the best parts of our year with the people that you love, admire the most, your friends and your family. That is what I plan on doing. One gift to you from me, the Tennessee Titans are going to cover and kick the crap out of the San Francisco 49ers. Tonight, my Christmas gift to all gamblers. I know Russia loved occasionally to put a little bit of money on games. My Christmas gift to all of you is the Tennessee Titans are going to win and cover in tonight's football game. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and I cannot wait to be back with you all on January 3rd alongside of my main man, Buck who is going to be 40 years old, and who knows what becoming a man of 40 might do to all of his worldviews. In the meantime, God bless you all. Thank you so much for supporting this show. Thanks to all of our staff who does tremendous jobs. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all of you. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.